0: Welcome to Sales Beast Podcast, when success is the only option. My name is Anna Marin.
1: My name is Mike Johnson.
0: We truly believe that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So we created this podcast to inspire you and surround you with the ideas and thoughts of the most successful people in real estate.
1: Hi, guys. Thank you uh, for tuning into the Sales Beast Podcast. We're here today with one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Woo! Marianne Gillespie. Um, Marianne is my coach and, in my opinion, the best real estate business coach in the world. Woo! Um, a little bit about Marianne, she's a triathlete, an iron woman, a uh, cancer survivor. At one point in time, she was homeless. Uh, in her first year in real estate, she absolutely smoked me. I think she did about 80 transactions. Yeah, all in all, just one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> so, Marianne, well, welcome.
2: Thank you. What a great intro. And you know what? Um, that is just awesome. Absolutely awesome. I love hearing it and I love coaching you. So, you know, you're a rock star in yourself and like attracts like, baby. That's the way I look at it.
1: So I I don't want to get too deep on your story. I think a lot of people know that at this point. I I want to know what you're different than anyone I've ever met in my life. You're, you're an absolute animal.
2: I get that a lot.
1: (laughs) What makes you different? How did, how did you grow into who you are today?
2: I think you nailed it with what you just said. How do you, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you, I guess you can sort of say about me and a lot of people are like, God, you're like so different than everybody else. And what I have really leaned into is I've leaned into becoming who I want to become and growing into that person. So I just, I don't believe like, because I've experienced so much at such a young age, I experienced a lot of life changes, life tragedies and things like that. Um, What I've done is I've really, I've been a student of reflection and a student of observing. And when you look around, you can really see that you have two choices always. You either are continuing to grow or you're not. It's so easy. It's like, are you growing or are you not? And very simple in health and wellness, for example, you know, are you working towards a better physique, better health, better, um, you know, challenges, or are you sort of just accepting status quo? Same thing with your business. Are you operating it at the highest, most awesome level and keeping growing it or are you keeping it the same? So. I think I just really realized at a very young age that you have one life to live. You're capable of so much more. And I have really leaned into growing into who I've wanted to become. So every step I've taken in my journey has been, you know, like this year I'm going to be full fledged Ironman. You know, that's, you know, why didn't I just stop at regular um, 70.3 Ironmans? Why am I going all the way? Well, why not? You know, I I'm either growing in that area or I'm not growing when I'm done the Ironman this year at the end of the year. Well, guess what? I'll figure out what the next step at that point is. So, you know, maybe it's a harder Ironman. Maybe it's a legacy Ironman. Who knows? But as long as you're growing, that's been a, a big key to who I am is I never want to stay in the same kind of comfort zone or same position or same whatever uh, for a very long time. So I'm always growing.
0: Amazing. And thank you. Thank to- you um, me? I said, thank you, Marianne. <laughs> no, that's awesome. You actually kind of answered one of my questions on what the importance of actually growing and building yourself. Um, and as you mentioned, you've been through a lot of trials and tribulations in your life, yeah. but at this point, h- how big do you see your life growing? Like, where do you eventually want to end up? What does that look like for you? Wow. That is like the craziest. Nobody's
2: actually asked me that. And, um, <laughs> I love that question. Um, it's international business women's weekend, uh, coming up. And, uh, I think, One of the things that I've realized is you get to a certain point in your career and your life where money is really, you know, you're secure. And I'm at that point where it's, you know, I don't have to do what I'm doing. I could literally just do nothing and I'll be fine the rest of my life. So now it's taken a different, my company's in a great spot. We're in massive growth phases. Um, We're about to take down. Uh, you know, another coaching company, which is actually kind of exciting in our world. um, Because that means we're growing, we're doing a great job. However, the next phase of my life is I really, I want to contribute, I want to change the world. And that's really kind of where my, there's a massive voice and massive drive inside of me, we've just opened and uh, incorporated our company, Girl Abundance. And we're going to be um, launching that hopefully uh, over the next couple of days, and our biggest goal is, is we want to create a give back program where we take the top business owners in the world, and we build young women and old women and middle aged women, it doesn't matter who they are, we want to take women who have brilliant business ideas, and they just don't have the support to build them. And we want to create a mentorship program around it. Well, we have created a mentorship program, we're going to be launching it like I said, uh, in the next couple of days. So that's where I'm going next is it's more about, it's less about me and what I'm building. And it's going to be more about what I can do to build women and people all over the world now. So. And I
0: absolutely love that because <laughs> you're actually the first woman that we've interviewed for this podcast. And I've been on mic, like, let's get more women. Let's get more women on here. <laughs> and, and you're, I think the best person for that. Um, and I read a really surprising stat and it says that it'll take about 108 years to close a gender gap as yep. of right now with the current rate of progress and what you're doing even like empowering women is really important. What, what, what made you want to start that and, and why do you think it's really important to continue to do something for women, girls in general?
2: I love that. So we were um so we talk about this all the time behind the scenes and I don't think I've ever actually been asked that question on a podcast or anything. Um and I don't talk about it often which is uh, is really interesting. We have so some of the most powerful businessmen in the world support my company, and they've always supported me. <clears throat> so I've never seen myself um, with them, with our clients, or with the with the men who support my company and myself. I've never seen that with them. So I want to always accommodate and really give a acknowledgement to amazing, including yourself, Mike, like there's, there's no gender difference between the people that are with our company working and supporting us. I've really seen and been inspired by the ones who support us. Um, But I've also seen the flip side. And a lot of people don't hear that side. And one of the things that I talk about quite often is um, with people in the background, not in public, is the amount of challenges that I've personally had on that side. A lot of people hear my personal journey, um, but they don't hear how difficult it was in business. And what people have to understand is they don't, we're carving the way, but the way that we're carving, and usually people who pave the way, we're taking the hits. We're taking it every day. We're taking it every minute of every day. And we're taking it harder than everybody else is taking it because we're paving the way for women around the world to stand up in the future and have an easier path than we did. But if we don't take the hits now for the women in business and the upcoming women in business, nobody is ever gonna have the chance. They'll never see that. So all these things have to happen now. And that's what's happened. Like, that's how I'm so excited is that I've taken more hits than any businesswoman I personally know, and um, and when I say hits, I mean everything. You know, I've I've had opportunities taken away from me when I've deserved them. I've had critique. There's not a day that goes by that I don't get some message from somebody telling me I'm not doing something right, and they're they're not in my ecosystem. They're just people giving me feedback, like. I lost a hundred plus pounds. Well, now I'm too skinny. Um, you know, when are you going to stop? Oh, there must be something wrong with you. Or da, 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 da. Like it's something every day. It's like, oh, you're too tough. Or, you know, you're too this, you're too that. Every day I get it. And um, those are easy ones. It's the ones where, you know, I created a million dollar business idea um, a couple years ago for a company and I presented it to them and it was my baby. I was so proud of that idea. And, um, and it was a table of three businessmen and I had multiple meetings, multiple discussions, and they took the idea and they ran with it, and they cut me out of the equation and uh, and it was literally a million dollar idea and that was the hardest one of the hardest business moments i had and it was just a few years ago it was it was just less than two and a half years ago. And it broke me really for a couple of days. I was really, really broken about it. Um, and they told me right to my, to my face, they said, I guess you should have learned better as a businesswoman. you should have protected your idea and you didn't. So now we're going to take it. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? So, so things like that happen and they're real and they're painful. And I don't know if they would necessarily happen to a businessman. So um, I'm sure they do but not as ruthless. And there's some stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't know about. So I'll take those hits for every businesswoman I know, but I'll tell you one thing. I will carve that path. And I carve that path because men, I am hoping women and business women all over the world stand up and they say, great, the path was carved. Now we can do it. So we're carving it for the future. And I'm freaking excited. I know that's a long answer, but man, I love that question. It's a good one.
1: I love it. Awesome answer. Um, So I want to stay on the topic of Mm -hmm. business women and people. I guess Mm -hmm. women that are absolutely crushing it in our industry that you work close with: Um, Peggy Hill and Lorraine Jordan.
2: Yeah,
1: they're very close friends of yours. You coach them.
2: I love those.
1: Probably the two two of the top people in Canadian real estate. What is it that makes them different? Um, and tell me a little bit about how do you coach people that are already that successful?
2: Yeah, so when you coach, um, when you get to a certain level, it becomes there's little okay, when you look at the Peggies and the Lorraines, and you know, ironically I'm picking Peggy up maybe in a couple hours if the snowstorm doesn't stop, we'll see. Um, but anyway, when you look at women like that, here's a really good example is you know, they're they're at the top of their game. They're super creative and they're super out of the box thinkers. I'm an out-of-the-box thinker. So a lot of the conversations is not about you know, coaching them at, at, you know, saying, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. They know their shit. They're already up there. It's more about brainstorming. It's more about having a, a, you know, a mentor that you got, that they can come to and they can say, Hey, today, I just want my entire team to disappear. And, you know, and having that, having that shoulder to kind of just lean on, having that support, having that, that extra voice that says, Hey, it's just a tough day for you, making sure that they're taking their time off. Um, they're very driven. So it's very important to get that wellness balance in their lives and stuff. So it's a different type of coaching. They certainly don't need accountability. They've already gotten to where they need to get to. They certainly don't need to hear all about numbers. Um, But for example, this week, Lauren sent me her annual report. And she said, can you look at this annual report and tell me, what am I missing here? And we were able to really look at the report and I said, okay, well, we've got, you know, we found one area in open houses that really was not being looked at and she was missing a couple key um, performance indicators. So we were able to solve that gap and that'll probably increase the revenue by about 60 to hundred thousand dollars, just that one report. So that's more of the conversations we have. What drives them? Um, perfect example. <clears throat> Peggy today, I mean, she's flying into Ottawa for two and a half hours to, to speak for free Um, at a women's event, because she wants to empower other women. So, you know, I'm doing the exact same thing. Fridays are my days off. I'm doing the exact same thing. Um, I know Lorraine's done this a hundred times. We literally, it's the same kind of pattern. We give and we give, and we're not the ego driven people. It's very uncomfortable for us. If you notice, um, the only reason that I'm getting out there on social media is because I hired a company to do it. I really uncomfortable with it they're uncomfortable with it too. So if you notice the pattern of some of the strongest, most powerful women in business right now, maybe it's a bad thing. I think it has to change. However, there's no egos behind them. There's none. There's um, I can tell you Lorraine has no ego. I can sure as heck tell you Peggy has zero ego. Um, I don't have an ego. We're very, very humble in the sense that we're grateful for where we came from, very grateful for where we're going, and we've stayed very grounded. And that's how you're seeing a lot of these business women. they're grounded. They don't have the egos and they're just, that's how they're staying on top. And I think ego can kill you. That's why, like, it can kill your business. I
1: think it. that's very, like, the fact that you have no ego, it's very attractive to, obviously, women that aspire to be like you, but men also. Yeah. 100%. I, at Grow Summit, I met uh, Lorraine for the first time.
2: Oh, wow. And
1: yeah. I had no no problem walking up to her, introducing myself she seems like a very humble person but she didn't need to talk to me or spend time talking to me she she's a huge deal um she is is a
2: huge deal yeah
1: i think for me i like the fact that you're female and you're coaching me it i don't know if it's less intimidating or maybe it is that you have zero ego
2: I just don't have ego at all. Like, I mean, because if you, if you haven't, I've seen way too many people have the best businesses and I've seen them crash around them. If you're, if you're leading, if you're doing things for ego, you're doing it for the wrong way and wrong reasons. You have to feel the passion inside of your core. And then, you know, when it's time to shift, we you know when it's time to move on but your core, it keeps you grounded. It's a beautiful thing. Um, People who get ego driven, they don't last. They just don't last at the top. They'll fade eventually because it's very, very hard to, to maintain that ego. And it's not, it's not attractive in business. It's just not, I mean, nobody, nobody cares about that anymore. It's, you know, nobody cares who's number one anymore or anything like that. It's just all about, you know, us and what, you know, what are we doing to make a difference in this world and how fast you can have everything and watch it all disappear. I mean, if we haven't seen enough lessons about that at this point in our lives, then, you know, that's enough reason to drop the ego. Who you are today can be taken away as fast as tomorrow. Simple as that.
0: For sure. And ego really doesn't like it, it sets you back. It it doesn't allow you to keep progressing. And like you said before, you're, you're a student of reflection and observing. And with an ego, Mm-hmm. that's going to just stand in your way. But I, I did want to ask you now you're mentoring these really big people, but mm-hmm. when you were in real estate yourself, or even when you were starting out, who were some of the people that helped you climb and helped you get to the
2: place that you're at now? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. So I am, um, when I, for, this is a totally true story. I was the vice president of business development. I was the youngest VP of business development in our city. And, um, and I worked really, I just realized at that point being so young, it was ironic. Everybody says, well, how did you get that job? And I said, I was actually sales. You're going to love this. I was sales. I was like, you Mike, I loved cold calling. I was sales, sales, sales. And I know, and then they fired their VP of uh, business development. I was like, all right. I'm like opportunity. I'm like, why can't I do it? They're like, you're too young. You don't have enough experience. I'm like, you know, let me earn my spot here. I'll show you. I can do it. And I did. And I worked my butt off to get that position. So what ended up happening is I was at the top of my game at at a young age. And I just was like, you know what? Real estate was calling me. And I was like, I got to do this. I noticed. So what I did is I hunted down the number one real estate agent in Canada. I looked and I said, where is this person? You know, I have nothing to lose. Ironically, this person was in my city. He was the number one real estate agent in Canada. He was the only one who was, um, it was the first person who was ever going to build a team. So there was no real estate teams um, ahead of this. And um, so he was trailblazing. So I went to meet him and I said, hey, listen, here's who I am. He says, look, you're super qualified, but you don't have a real estate license, which means the only thing you're really qualified for is to be a personal assistant to me. And you're way too qualified and you're going to make like nothing. And I said, I don't care. I said, what do you credit your success to? And he says, you know, I have a coach. And I was like, all right. I'm like, perfect. Perfect. And I was like, let's do this. So anyway, long story short, um, he says, well, all I have, he goes, all I have right now is he goes, I have a position. And again, if you do it, I want you to work two, two years for me. He goes, uh, <laughs> and I was like, you want me to work two years for you? And he's like, yeah. And he says, and you have to sign a contract and you'll be my personal assistant, AKA personal slave. And I said, okay, well, who, who's like, what's your success? He says, well, I have a, a coach. I have a real estate coach. His name's Howard Brinton. And I said, okay. And I said, well, the only criteria I want is I want to be listening on those calls. I want to go on all your listing presentations. And I want to be on every coaching call in the background, just listening to what he's saying to you. He goes, okay, I don't care. Do it. So I did. And so I literally, I knew at, at a very early age that coaching was powerful. And when I heard Howard on the calls and Howard has since passed, um, but he was one of the most brilliant real estate coaches in the world. And, um, he is the King of starting teams. And, uh, he basically was just, uh, He was just amazing. And I listened to every call and I soaked up what he said. And then I practiced it. And eventually I was running a team with 12 buyer agents. And next thing you know, I was like, boom, it's time for me to spread my wings and go out on my own. So I had a coach before I started licensing. And then when I, um, it was the only thing I spent money on. It was the only thing I had. Literally no money when I started in real estate because I had basically worked for like seven dollars an hour for almost two years. I was broke. I was broke, broke, broke. And I hired a real estate coach and I was like, I don't care. I will pay everything I can. And I joined uh, Howard's team as far as hiring a coach there. And I was like, let's do this. And that's how I got the success I got. And I've never been without a coach. I now have five coaches in my for me personally. And I've continued to grow in every area of my life. I've hired coaches. And I've never been without them. I invest over $200,000 a year in coaches and for myself. And I will never have that change. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, my investment in myself. So that's the truth. I've never done it alone.
1: (laughs) I think coaching is huge. And I, you've heard me say this before. I, I wouldn't have accomplished anything if it wasn't for you. Um, I find when I, when I started in business working with you, I would go out on the field, make mistakes, bring them back to you. You would course correct. I would, go out the next time and nail it so all the mistakes you had made early on in your career um, you set me up so i didn't make those mistakes myself what is it what is it you do I guess to take realtors that are totally green have never sold houses in their lives from from that state to top performers
2: yeah so so biggest thing is is what you have to remember is, is that The brain is a beautiful thing. It can't think of anything that is not possible in you already. So if somebody comes to us and says, you know, I want to achieve, you know, X, Y, Z, 500,000. And let's say they've only made 20,000 in real estate. Well, guess what? They actually can't think that thought unless it's possible. So meaning it's already in them. It already is. So, and I I talk to so many people a week um, because I'm very careful about who we onboard into our company. And one of the things that I uh, talk about all the time is, um, I'll give you an example. This past week, um, there was two individuals um, that I spoke to and both of them wanted to have, they wanted to go from about 100,000 to half a million in GCI. And talking to them, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And I, I just didn't, there was that click I was like, they do have what's in them, okay? But they're not ready to invest in themselves. So they look at coaching as an expense. They don't look at it as an investment. If you have, it, that's the big key that I've, I've looked at in developing people is that if somebody comes to us and they see coaching as expense, and then you ask the question, you go, look, on average, a coach is anywhere from 1000 to 1300 1500 a month in real estate. <clears throat> a good coach, a very good coach. Um, so if you're looking at that and then you, you want to make $400,000 extra per year and you want a coach to do that with you and show you the way of how to get there, but you're not ready to invest $12,000 to get 400000 then your mindset is not where it needs to be. It's just not. And, that, and so that's a really good indicator to the success ratio we have is I'm able to look at that and say, look, that's just not, you know, the, if they come back and they're like, wow, it's a lot or something like that. Like I can tell, I can tell those people. It doesn't mean they're not going to do it forever. Like they're not gonna be ready forever. But one of the keys is, is if a person comes to us and they see coaching as an investment, then I know I've got the right person. And I, and I know that all I have to do is keep understanding with that person get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable because every time that person gets uncomfortable and we raise the bar, it's they're growing. They're growing. And there's so many times I'll tell people, look, you're starting off at 0. You're going to think 150,000 is crazy. But when when you hit 150, you're going to look back and go, that's nothing. Like and you're going to keep growing. And then eventually you're going to be at 300,000. So we don't focus so much on the GCI as much as we focus in and say Okay, how did you do with three appointments this week? Amazing. Let's bump it to four. Let's see if you can really keep pushing that. Let's leverage. Let's grow. So it's just about building, finding the right mindset first in who we coach. And then when we know that they're ready, let's take them to the next level. And that's exactly what we do. And we keep focusing on pushing them out of their comfort zone. And it works amazing. Amazing.
0: Yeah, we're definitely big on abundance mindset. Yeah. We've seen the progress, like working with you, like our team has worked with you for so long now. And that's why we have the success that we do, as Mike mentioned. Um, We're going to start wrapping things up, but every episode before we let our guests go, we always have one question. And that is, who do you know that we
2: should know that we should have on our podcast? Think big. Think big. Well, you know what? Here's my thing. Okay. I personally believe somebody needs to have Gary Keller on your podcast. Do you want to help us get him on the podcast? <laughs> uh, you know, why isn't he on the podcast, right? Like, you know, have you asked him? No. <laughs> right, right. So so here's the thing. I was once told by somebody is that, and this is the truth, okay? And, and I love this. If you think big, you have to want something bigger and more than the person doesn't want to give it to you. So if you want it more than that person, now, please, this is only for very certain things, okay? Like if you, if you want to, you know, um a cupcake and then you can't you can't go after that cupcake without buying it so i'm just saying with things like gary is that okay he's one of the best minds in real estate he's one of the biggest minds in real estate and truth be told he's inspired both of you i'm sure as well and that and you work for a company that he runs so my my thoughts are is that if you want that person nobody in canada has secured him on their podcast yet so i challenge you guys to go after him And, uh, and you have to want him on your podcast more than he doesn't want to be on your podcast. And if you do, then you will have him on your podcast and that will be a milestone for you guys. You know, you have to think out of the box, you have to think creative and you have to think of ways. Just asking somebody once is not going to do it. Um, but keep asking them the right ways and be creative and out of the box on it and think big enough and you will create a milestone in your world, and think about it. What would it look like to have him on your podcast? Start visualizing it, start creating it. What's the goal of having him on there? So I personally think, like I said, nobody's been able to get him on a podcast in Canada yet, so why not you guys? We're gonna do it. Yeah, you gotta do it. (laughs) Think Think out of the box. You've gotta want it more than he doesn't wanna give it to you, so be creative. If you were Gary Keller, what would it take to get you on a podcast? How often are you willing? Like think about Thomas Edison. He failed over a thousand times before he created the light bulb. How, how much and how many times are you willing to fail in asking him before you get them? Never give up on it. That's the point. Many people have asked and they just give up. So
0: consistency is key.
2: Yep. hundred percent. You know what? It's, it's so true. If you don't, you know, if you want something more than somebody doesn't want to give it to you, you will get it. You know, I'm a, I'm a very good example of that. You know, I worked my buns off to get in that man's mastermind and, uh, and to get recognized and, you know, by him. And, you know, and he gave me the opportunities of a lifetime. I've spoken on stage with him. I've been in his private masterminds, and mentorships. I mean, I know it's possible. So you just have to keep going for it. You know, use your, use your skills, get them on here. You can do it. All right. And that's why yeah,
1: like I right. to you, too. All right, Marianne. So, we, yeah, we know you're busy, so we'll wrap <laughs> it up here. But I wanted to thank you so much for your time and for uh, all the wisdom you've shared with us and everyone listening yep. to this.
2: You're so welcome. And you know what? Honestly, I'll do as many podcasts as you want. But you know what? At the end of the day, go after the big one. Let's see if you can get them. I'm going to challenge you with those, okay? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you guys later. Bye, Bye guys.